Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Welcome to the wheelhouse. You can see the confidence build day by day, and there is an electricity to his personality on the field that's really hard to look away from. Starring Jerry Depoto. And Jerry Depoto to the plate with the 2-2 pitch to Alex. Swing and a miss. He struck him out on the fastball. With Aaron Goldsmith. And now chapter three is, yeah, he's a real ball player. He's an impactful player. He can do a ton for your team. And this is a guy that can really help to solidify a big league lineup. And Gary Hill Jr. He seems along those lines where he wants to be great and does everything possible to go get it. It's time for the wheelhouse. Here's Aaron. Welcome inside a very special edition of the Wheelhouse Podcast. I'm Aaron Goldsmith alongside Gary Hill. As always, joined by Mariners General Manager Jerry Depoto. Jerry, this is about as exciting of a day as a big league club can ask for. Two of baseball's top prospects are being called up today to the Mariners, Logan Gilbert and Jared Kelnick. Uh, this is uh, what a day for the Mariners organization, for you as a general manager, and for the future of this ball club. Uh, it really is. And and a celebration for our scouting department, for our player development group, and you know, and and hopefully, fingers crossed, it's as it's as fun at the end of the day as it is here at the start. <laughs> but, you know, these these are such talented players, and you know, I, I know there has been a lot of chatter over the course of of this year to date in anticipation of this day, and and so much fun for us to be able to do it at the start of a homestand with both players at the same time, and you know, hopefully, this is uh, it, it, this goes a long way toward building. You know the personality of this team as we move forward with so many of our young players already here and now these two joining the group and and we expect many more to follow so what was it like to give the phone call to jared and to logan and let them know that they were coming to the big leagues you know we we called them a little ahead of time which was uh a little outside the norm typically this is something you know maybe we would have called yesterday to let them know hey you're coming up today and here's what is expected but we let them know a little ahead of time, which which is why you know the news actually went up leaking through a variety of different sources. But we wanted to give them a heads up, uh, both so that their families could get here and be here and, and present for for their major league debuts, because you know that's a big moment, and uh, that wasn't part of what we were able to do, you know, as an industry in 2020 because of the the obvious uh, pandemic and, and and the protocols and. Now that we're open a little more, we, we wanted to make sure that we connected again in that way. And, and, and we were able to do that in years past. And, and we don't want to rob this generation of player from that, uh, that joy, really, and having your, your families around to, to watch you debut. 
And then the other was particularly in Logan's case, giving him, you know, enough information to start to digest his opponent. Uh, we don't have a, a, a player who I think is any more geared toward preparation and then studying opponents and digging into the data uh, uh, than Logan. And to give him a couple of days head start on preparing for the Indians, we thought was the, the wise thing to do. Along those lines, we had a, heard a story about Logan Gilbert and your staff had walked him through a game prep for the Boston Red Sox. Not that he was pitching against Boston, but you went through a similar meeting like he was going to pitch against them. Can you tell us about that process? So, you know, we did do that with Logan and, and you know, the, like so many other things, the creative brainchild of our of our pitching group who do a remarkable job. But, you know, with with the, in this case, Logan wasn't with us through the, the course of the early season. He wasn't with us as an active member of the pitching staff uh, in the in the waning days of spring training. He was down with a little bit of a shoulder issue. So we wanted to make sure understanding that that through the course of this you know we communicated with logan at the end of last summer mm-hmm. uh you know august september that here's the plan for 2021 and how we're planning on building your innings and and this is right about in line with where we thought would be on the calendar so this isn't naturally an answer to you know uh injuries where we might be in terms of of needs of starting pitching this is what we were planning anyway it just so happens that it, it lands on this spot in the wheel and in making sure that Logan was prepared for this, we thought it wise to go through full-blown pitching meetings, mm-hmm. like what we would do in advance of a, an opponent. He had the opportunity to do this. I don't know if you recall, but in 2019, in September of 19, we had a group of young players, among them Logan, uh, among them uh, Evan White, who Cal Raleigh, who was another, came to the big leagues in 2019 not to play but to observe and to, to take part in the pregame meetings, etc. Well, Logan hadn't really run through this since then. So mm-hmm. we put him through uh, this meeting as if he were pitching against the Red Sox. We were preparing him for an opponent that is different than maybe the way you would prepare in double A, which to, you know, to that point was was the, the extent of his experiences. Uh, you know, in double A, and this is no slant to there's you are preparing for a nine man lineup but you know where the hot spots are. And, you know, in the big leagues, every spot's a hot spot. And, yeah. and there, there's these guys were stars in AA, the guys that are hitting 7th, 8th, and ninth in the major league lineup. So preparing him for it ahead of time was really important, and he took it to it like a fish to water. And he was a star on the day that, that, that we, we, I guess, had that meeting, and it wowed everybody, just his, his acumen for how to dissect an opponent and prepare. When you look at that skill set that Logan has, uh, we know the stuff, right? We know the competitiveness, but the acumen, uh, the pitching mind, it seems like when we hear you talk about him, when we hear your pitching group speak about him, even outsiders in the industry talk about Logan Gilbert, this seems to be a, a big separator for Logan Gilbert. Can you tell us more about that? Yeah, he's a, Logan's really sharp, you know, and th- that was evident the day we met him uh, after the draft. You know, Scott Hunter had the, the fortune of meeting him while he was at Stetson. You know, our scouting people had started to develop some relationship with him. And, you know, along the way, they gave us insight into how smart they thought this this young player was. And and, they, and he came to Seattle to sign his contract and, and go through a press conference, etc., and, you know, within a day uh, of sitting with him, it was very evident that he just ticked a little bit different than most guys do. And, 
You know, his curiosity jumps out immediately. He asks great questions. He also understands his own skill set as, as well as any young pitcher I've ever been around. He knows what he does well. He knows how that works out on a field. And his ability to, to envision how he'll tunnel his pitches, how he shapes his pitches. You know, he, you'll watch him go out and work through bullpens where he's just methodically controlling his delivery and, and, and creating a vision of what it's going to look like on the other end, the pitch qualities. And, you know, I think that's just a... a it, they're remarkable traits for, for any pitcher, really, but for such a young guy who, who'd not had any experience, he was really prepared for the professional experience. And that's what I think has allowed him to move through the system as quickly as he has. Because it's, it, this has been a fast journey with no baseball last year. Uh, and it's, a, it's an exciting time for all of us. What were their responses like? Were they similar, different at all, when, when you gave them the news over the phone? Uh, they were they were both so different, uh, and and that's their personalities. You know, you really couldn't be too far uh, different on the spectrum, and in, in, in the way these guys are wired. Logan, you know, very quiet, very thoughtful. You know, it, it was he he accepted it in the moment, and you could it was you know he received it as this is a dream come true. Uh, I can't wait to call my dad and. And, uh, you know, and Jared had a thousand questions, you know, and and uh, and he, too, was was incredibly excited, very appreciative of of the the notice on the front end and 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 said it. I've been working for this all my life. And, uh, you know, and you could tell both guys in a different way were emotional about the moment. Like we all were when, when that call came. It, it's such an exciting thing. And, and, and whether you're 21 like, like Jared is or you're 24 like Logan or you're 30, like some of the more extreme cases of, of first-time big leaguers, when you get that call or when somebody is, is giving you that insight, it's an emotional thing. And, and you start thinking about all the people who helped get you to that point, your parents, your, your siblings, your coaches, the, you know, the, the, the people that you've come across through the years and – you know, I, I, I happened to, to have made those calls and, you know, Jared was in his car on, on the highway. So maybe a little tougher to, 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 I didn't want to break the concentration too much, <laughs> uh, you know, and, and Logan, I caught him at home after, after the, the game. So, you know, at the, at the end of the day, both guys were, were, uh, were prepared for it. And I think both guys and in, in some small way knew that, that their time was coming and, and it, I, I don't think it was shocking that they were receiving that call. So a lot of fun. And, and, and I know, again, the, the, the joy around the organization that we've gotten to this day is, is uh, it's something else. And, and, and as we continue to watch the, the young players in our system grow, you know, it, it's, it's starting to get, uh, to become a little more realistic how good some of these players can be. And, and now we get to see the start of it which is exciting. Yeah, you're right. This is such an exciting day. What's kind of your expectations for this short-term time frame that we'll see them? We we thought this was a, a, a great opportunity, and, and especially in Logan's case, and, and this I've shared with him. You know, we, we targeted somewhere in the 110, 120 inning mark as what we thought was the right target for, for Logan this year. And, you know, by timing his his inning progression the way we did in the spring bringing him to the big leagues here in, in the middle of may 
if he goes according to turn and he takes every turn for, for the remainder of the season, he's going to wind up with about 20 starts. Uh, and if you do the math at five or six innings a start, it's going to put him right about where we want him to be without having to skip starts, mm-hmm. without having to artificially manage it. And that is one of the benefits of the six-man rotation is that we knew we were doing this with Logan and with others. Uh, and, and with J.K., you know, he knew when he left big league camp that he was going to go back to the co-op and he was going to move on to, to minor league camp. We were going to try to maximize the number of at-bats that he got against left-hand pitching, which we did. Uh, and he got about another 120 plate appearances by being in that environment for the, for that period of time. And, you know, so this isn't really or wasn't really about another, let's call it 25 or so plate appearances in AAA. <laughs> Where, where, by the way, it was pretty impressive, <laughs> yeah, right. but uh, it was about the you know the buck twenty that we were able to pick up by leaving him behind in Arizona, and you know when all said and done, that's an extra hundred fifty plate appearances against high level pitching that he just hadn't seen before. So it's a uh, it sometimes there's more there than actually shows up on the back of a baseball card. So in the short term, I think you'll see a lot of what we saw in the spring, which is a very advanced pitcher who. You might see, and if, if Friday night I was down in Tacoma to watch, if Friday night was any indication, you're going to see a little more velocity than maybe you <laughs> saw when we left uh, Arizona because he's fully built up now. And on Friday night in Tacoma, he was up to 97 miles an hour. He's sitting around 95 in, in his outing. And you know, it's for Logan, the fastball impact is even greater than what it shows up on the gun and and he's always been a strike thrower and he's very deceptive and we think he's going to be he'll he'll make this transition with no problem he's he's got a very slow heartbeat and and the way it you know the way the operation works is going to be just as difficult for big league hitters we're not expecting him, him to walk in and, and you know lay down Cy Young type achievement. Uh, he'll he'll acclimate like any other young player, but we feel like he's up for the challenge. And with Jared, I Jared's going to walk through that door and he will have his normal confidence, his normal swagger. And my guess is he's anticipating hitting a homer on the first pitch he sees because that's the way it goes. With he's he's that talented and he's he knows what he's about and. And that's exciting because I think, it, and I mentioned earlier, in the short term, I do think that the th- these types of players are, are exciting to watch debut at any point. But to, to bring them in and start to create a, a new personality for our group and, and, and reshape that. You know, we have so many good young players. We have so many good people on our club. And, and to have a little swag walk through the door and to have that thoughtful, you know, mindful approach to, to what we're doing, it just adds another dimension to what the Mariners are already about. In the perfect world of Logan Gilbert as a big league starting pitcher, he could pitch deep into games uh, every six days, uh, just like you envision him doing one day once he really gets settled in to this role in the major leagues. But is there a possibility that he does have some outings over the course of the summer where he is rolling, right? I mean, this is what you would dream on. He's pitching uh, well through six. He could go into the seventh. Who knows? Maybe he could go into the eighth inning. But as you laid out the math a few moments ago about him 20-some starts and the inning load that you're aiming for for Logan Gilbert this year, is there a chance that Scott might have to uh, remove Logan at some point prematurely in a game with the finish line uh, front of mind with his innings count? Is that a possibility? I don't think so, but maybe more like 2019 and and the way we handled Yusei 
uh, if there if we get to that point and we have to do a you know a short one inning start, that is something that was not foreign to our young minor league pitchers. That's where we started doing this. So you know, Logan's lived through that as a as a way to help manage innings is the the one two inning start. We don't think we'll have to do that, and we're all for you know unleashing him. If he throws seven eight innings and is able to be that efficient with his pitches, let it happen. You know, I will also say that, you know, on Friday in Tacoma, he threw five innings. His last outing before we left Arizona, he was up to 73 pitches. So he's built up to 75-ish pitches. We anticipate today getting in that 80, 85 range. So the the first couple of outings are going to be, you know, abnormally short for Logan because we're going to manage that pitch count as we continue to build him. Uh, but he's capable of going out there today and throwing 85 pitches or thereabouts. And for Logan Gilbert, that gets you through five innings most of the time. But don't want to assume that in his first outing in the big leagues uh, that, that that's going to be the case. But, but you know, I think the first couple of outings are more likely to be shorter than those thereafter. But we want him to re- make the rest of his starts in the big leagues and finish the season, which is something that's important to, to both him and us. What is watching the game tonight going to be like for you? So much fun, you know. I mean, it's uh, there's, we've graduated some really good players in, in the the last couple of seasons, and you know whether they were guys who had some small uh, level of experience in the big leagues, like a Justice Sheffield, or guys that this was their first time, like a Kyle Lewis or Justin Dunn, you know, or Evan White, and and, and obviously those are players that we've had throughout their development, mm. and and you just grow attached to those players and. I would say that when I watch the game, you want you, you take on the, the the feeling of a fan, but you're also and, and I hate to use this term, but I'm gonna use it anyway. You get a little mother henish, you know. You're you're because these these are your these are your players. They're your young players. They're graduating, and you don't want to see them struggle. You don't want to see them get punched in the nose. But they're going to, you know, and, and, and that's part of the, the package. And, and it's, it's kind of like being a parent when, when your kids grow up and they go to high school. You don't want to have you don't want to, to, to see them go through the things that we all go through when we're in those years in our lives. And, the, you know, that the adolescent years this is a very similar situation in baseball they're going to go through some growing pains some more than others and 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 you know it's coming and you don't want to see it happen but on that first day you're a little apprehensive you're you're your fingers crossed come on make it a good one make it a good one and and then by the second time they're out there you feel a little bit more like it's old hat and and you can just root for them and and i and we do we we root for all of the players and i you know you're watching the game through a slightly different lens you know that of an evaluator most of the time but you're doing it while in the background rooting for this guy to do something that frankly might be a little above you know his present skill set because you're just you're dialed as a fan and you want to see the best for them just like you do for your kids. Jerry, you referenced the the plate appearances, the at bats for Kelnick from the time of uh, big league camp to the co-op minor league spring training and then his a handful of games with the Rainiers this year have there been things that you or your group have identified as uh, levels of progression for Jared in that roughly 100 to 150 times of the plate during the time that we I guess last saw him well first he's been great everywhere from, you know really from the start of major league camp you know what he did in the co-op what he did i, I want to say on the low end and, and i'm ballparking here 
I, if memory serves in, in major league spring training, he was somewhere in the neighborhood of a nine fifty ish or thereabouts OPS, a thousand ish. That was the low bar. <laughs> you know, he, he went to the co-op and he did it against other teams, top prospects who were at a similar stage in their careers. And, you know, one of the real points of focus for us was facing the left-hand pitching. It's, you know, upper level left-hand pitching, and this sounds like a nuance, but it's really different. You know, the the upper level left-hand pitchers, you're going to get pitched backwards a lot more. Uh, You're going to see a lot more breaking balls and fastball counts, and that's going to be true in the big leagues. And, you know, when you are at the lower levels of the minor leagues and, you know, you're Jared Kelnick and you walk in and you're a top 10 pick in the draft and you're a celebrated prospect among the five best in baseball by most, you know, evaluators and the lefty goes out there and goes 2 and 0 on you. You know what they do on 2 and 0? They throw you a fastball. <laughs> you know because that's that's what they do and uh, it's a little bit different once you get to double A and beyond. And this is where, you know, the loss of the 2020 season just wasn't helpful to us. It, we we didn't get to grow through that that stage and uh, you know, it's it, it's a little easier in A ball to, to either hammer the two O fastball or just take your walk when it's your, when it's that time because they just pitch around you. There comes a point where they don't pitch around you anymore, you know, and and it generally starts when you start to get to the the triple A big league level, and you know the, the the they're good too. And, and I I thought it was pivotal that we were able to to get that type of left on left experience for Jared while he was in Arizona. Uh, it was fortunate for us that he got it in triple a right out of the shoot and and uh you know i actually laughed out loud the the very first at bat he had in tacoma is against the left-hand pitching and he smokes a home run <laughs> and I, I thought he learned the lesson <laughs> uh and the, these are things that jk knew we talked about and and uh i can't say it was it was as i said to him we know this is something you're going to be great at. You just need experience doing it. And and he took it and he ran with it. And and he has been. He's been great at it and, and he did it without complaint. He worked his tail off and he, he earned the, the right to be here. And, and my guess is that he's going to have the same general level of success here that he's had everywhere else he's been because he wills himself to do it. Incredibly talented. And, and his will to be great is as strong as any player I've ever encountered. He doesn't want to be good. He wants to be a great player, and and uh, and that's a wonderful trait with some with any player, but particularly one as talented as he is. Is that something that you have to make sure doesn't work against him in some form? Uh, I don't know. That it's the, there's a level of intensity there that obviously is advantageous, but it feels like that could also turn against a player in tough times. Is that is that true? Is that not true? You know, I, I've. I've experienced that player in, in, in my career, guys like that, you know, and I won't call out names, but the, the player who is so intense that he beats himself up when it's not going well. Part of that through the, the minor league journey is you sooner or later, whether it's for two weeks or four weeks, somewhere you're going to struggle. And, you know, the, Jared's journey was so quick. We really didn't see that. And, you know, you hate for the first struggle to be in the big leagues. My guess is that was going to be the case with Jared <laughs> regardless because he was that talented. And and uh, I tend to think that he doesn't – he is intense as all get out and he doesn't take it out on himself. He just goes and works at it. He goes and works harder and he gets back out there. He's not grinding on the, oh, how did I miss that at bat. He's He is salivating at the next time he gets a chance to go beat you. 
And, you know, there's a little bit of a distinction there because the, and, and I can't say I've really seen him wear the, you know, the, the one for 15 that is somewhere in, in careers tends to be inevitable. I, I don't think he's going to be, you know, focused on the, the 15 at bats that came before this one. He's just going to go out there and, and, he, and he wants to eat you alive in that at bat because that's just how he's wired. You know, it's funny because there's clearly a lot of differences in personality between Logan and Jared. But I remember when we talked to Logan in the offseason, and I think the term perfectionist came up, and he's like, yeah, maybe baseball wasn't the greatest sport to pick to be a perfectionist. <laughs> but he seems along those lines where he wants to be great and does everything possible to go get it. Couldn't agree. And, you know, you will walk out, and I know you have seen this in spring training. You walk out, and it's a beautiful 7 a.m., and, you know, the sun's coming up in the desert, and it's just starting to, to get from that that desert cool to to warming up in the morning and there's a couple of players sitting over at a table having their breakfast there might be somebody from from the the you know the, the local news channel or route setting up a camera in the background you know the guys are, are driving golf carts around setting up balls and screens on the cages and logan gilbert is going through his dry deliveries on the mound by himself with no one else around and you know it's a so someone once once said that you know character is kind of what you do when the door is closed and nobody's watching, and that's Logan Gilbert. He is so prepared, he is so thoughtful, and he's doing it when you're not watching. You know, you're it's it's there's if I had to pick a player who wears a Mariners uniform today, there's Mitch Haniger has a lot of these traits. You know, there's he he is always thinking about how he can make himself better and he doesn't need you to come tap on his shoulder and say hey we need to go do x there's he's doing it before you thought of tapping him on the shoulder and you know that's a wonderful feeling in player development when you have players that are that are pushing themselves like that which was evident with logan at a very you know early stage in his professional career and and uh, my guess is that it's going to be even more magnified as he goes through this you know, Jerry, as we record this in the home radio booth, we look out, we see the Hit It Here Cafe. I can't help but think about the story that you have told long ago at this point about Jared Kelnick coming to T-Mobile Park as a high schooler days before the draft and working out in front of you, Scott Service, and others. Uh, it's the, the stories of legends. Can you take us back to what that day was like? Think about that. High school senior, uh, just two days prior to, to his draft, hopped on a plane, Flew out to Seattle by himself, made his way to, to T-Mobile, uh, then then Safeco, and walked into the batter's box and just started hitting rockets all over the place after very little sleep. And you know, and he did. He hit a ball off the hit it here cafe off the the window, and and I was sitting with uh, then special assistant to to me, uh, Tom McNamara, wonderful guy, and and T Mac was our scouting director for many years. Uh, by this time, Scott Hunter had already become our scouting director, and, and I was standing with with Tommy Mac, and 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 he said to me, in, in a way that only Tom McNamara could, Jer, you ever seen anything like this? And I said, I, I said, yeah, Roy Hobbs. I mean, it, it, was, uh, it was like something out of the natural, really was. And and you know, it just there's because it started like you would watch a, a, a it, he he started hitting line drives to left center field, worked his way around the field, and then just started launching off the the cafe. And you know, I 
I started to make my way toward the cage just to try to get a different angle and, and you know, and here, you know, it just, you generally, cause I was standing by the, the, the third base dugout watching the angle of the bat. And, and when it's, when he started rotating around the field and launching balls, you know, I, I, I this is magical. And, and as I made my way toward the cage, I, I had to hop over the puddle of saliva that had dripped out of Scott's mouth <laughs> as, uh, as he was watching. And, and, uh, it, uh, for all joking aside, it was, it was incredibly impressive. Uh, we we went in after the the workout, and he spent about ah, twenty minutes sitting in Scott Service's office, just visiting about what I whatever Wisconsin guys talk about uh, in in baseball downtime, uh, talking about the Packers and and cheese and uh, I don't know maybe just dairy in general. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's a, they had an immediate, uh, I guess, talking point because of where they were from, and you know you'll do these workouts. And so frequently the young player comes and while there's not 40,000 people sitting in the stands, it's a big jump from what you're used to playing, you know, at, at, in, at, in Wisconsin high school baseball. I just love the imagery of a high school Jared Kelnick in shorts and a t-shirt holding a bat in one hand and just knocking on the ballpark front doors in the other, just showing up for his workout all alone before he just smashes the windows in on the Hit It Here Cafe. And how far uh, everybody has come since that workout, and it all comes to fruition. Uh, step one tonight with his Major League debut and Logan Gilbert as well. Jerry, what an exciting day for the organization and for those two young men. And as always, we can't thank you enough for spending some time with us. Oh, glad to do it, guys. I look forward to the recap after this one because it'll be even more fun.